Good evening to you all and welcome to the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. It's great to be with you once again tonight for this Salvation Meeting. Some listeners have written to me recently to let me know how they use this hour somewhere during their week as a little oasis, some refreshment from the hurly-burly of life. Well, that's very biblical, of course, and people attend church for many reasons, ranging from wanting to worship, wanting to be inspired, wanting fellowship with other Christians, and even just as some sort of refreshment or oasis away from a life that in 2022 seems to be more hectic and filled with bother and hassles than ever before. In fact, how many times have you heard someone say, Stop the world! I want to get off! I use that phrase quite often myself, in semi-jest, of course. More of that later. But for now, let's all praise, worship and share fellowship together and with God for the next 55 minutes or so, as we enjoy this time together tonight. And we're going to start with a great old song from the early days of the Salvation Army, but one that has a message that's as true and necessary 150 years later as it ever was. Song number 950 is one of many songs in our books by James Bateman, and it cropped up in a Facebook discussion I was having with some friends last week. If you didn't know, Bateman was a singer and banjo player in the music hall, he got saved and became a Salvation Army officer. He had 14 appointments in just six years of service before his promotion to glory at the tragically young age of 33. The tune of this song, in fact, was originally a music hall favourite. One of those songs that the founder was keen to encourage that we borrowed from the devil for God's work. Come shout and sing. Thank you. 
if ever the whole gospel message was ever summed up in just one verse, it couldn't be a lot better than the first verse of that song we just sang together. Come shout and sing, make heaven ring with praises to our King, who bled and died, was crucified, that he might pardon bring. His blood doth save the soul, doth cleanse and make it whole. The blood of Jesus cleanses white as snow. I hope there were a few hallelujahs amongst the congregation there. As we pray together now, I'd like us to turn to song number 707. As you all know well by now, I'm sure, I have a great interest, love for and respect towards Salvation Army writers and poets. The riches that they've given to us over many years makes us millionaires of a sort, doesn't it? The arrangement of this song is another piece that surfaced in my chats with online friends last week. It was such a beautiful, wonderful arrangement, I'd always wondered why we hadn't been blessed with more compositions from its composer, Alistair Taylor, in the 30 years or so since this was published. And Alistair became one of those names of people who I've never met, but whom I prayed for whenever I saw his name at the top of the page, as I sang or played this music. Then just a few days ago, having said as much online, I was contacted by Alistair's wife, who gave me a few more details, including the fact that Alistair still plays and serves in the Corps in Scotland. It was news that did my heart good, and so I prayed in thanks for receiving such good news. Do you have people who you pray for regularly that you've never met in person? I'm sure you do. Well, think of them. Pray for them right now as we listen to this great song sung for us by the Portsmouth Citadel Songsters. I need thee.
Lord, there are so many people and situations on our hearts every day as we journey through life that we want to share with you, that we want to bring to you. Friends who need encouragement, others who need healing or comfort and the grace to be able to cope with the things that life, ageing and illness have brought their way. World situations that we feel powerless to do anything about, but which grieve us and move us to tears when we witness man's utter inhumanity to his neighbour. Yes, Lord, we need you. Oh, we need you every hour, every day of our lives. And we thank you that you are always there ready to listen and help guide us through and past the storms of life. But I pray for those who tonight feel their struggles might be overcoming them, that the light of their own personal tunnel seems to have been extinguished and they find themselves losing hope, losing faith in you. Be near to them, Lord. Hold them, love them and sustain them in their struggles and be that sure and certain reality to them in their time of need. Bless us all as we go about your work. Strengthen and keep us in your love and in your service always, until you come or call us home. Amen. We're going to hear now from the Leon C. Singing Company, bringing us the words of song number 300 in the songbook. And they're set to a beautiful setting by Major Yvonne Field. Gracious spirit, dwell with me. I myself would gracious be. And with words that help and heal, would thy life in mine reveal. And with actions bold and meek, would for Christ my Saviour speak. Gracious Spirit.
Bible reading this evening is taken from the first epistle of Peter, chapter 1 and verses 3 to 10. All honour to God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is his boundless mercy that has given us the privilege of being born again, so that we are now members of God's own family. Now we live in the hope of eternal life because Christ rose again from the dead. And God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God, in his mighty power, will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. It will be yours in that coming last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though the going is rough for a while down here. <laughs> 
These trials are only to test your faith, to see whether or not it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it, and your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honour on the day of his return. You love him even though you've never seen him. Though not seeing him, you trust him. And even now you are happy with the inexpressible joy that comes from heaven itself. And your further reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your soul. Indeed, when we trust in God and allow his will to rule our lives, we have so much to gain. Take our eyes off him, turn away, and we have so much to lose. During the Covid pandemic, I was introduced to a song published for songsters that I'd never come across before. Someone I knew was searching for a recording of Come Lord, I Wait For Thee to be used at a family funeral. They were unable to find a recording. When I looked in Sing to the Lord Volume 2, I found this lovely song that had been written by another Scottish Salvationist and I was able to record it myself for the family to use. The song is a song of dedication. I want to be like thee. Oh, live in me, the chorus says. And the verse reads, Come, Lord Jesus, from above, fill me with thy gracious love and live thy life through me. This, then, is Come, Lord, I Wait for Thee by Stephen Masson.
Sometimes it just has to be acknowledged. It is hard to cope with life. And as usual, the wonderful Joy Webb has put into words just how we feel at times like this. Her song, Share My Yoke, is now number 527 in our songbook. And we're going to sing it together right now, with a little bit of help from the international staff songsters. Share my yoke. Thank you. 
I don't know about you, but I'm always immeasurably saddened when I hear of friends or even celebrities who come out and say, I've lost my faith. For I know just how they reach that point in life where, having met with struggles, they find they've taken their eyes off Jesus, even just for a moment. For that's all that Satan needs to find a way into our lives. There are all sorts of reasons given. One very famous singer and actor told me once that he'd lost his faith after his son died. Now this man was known for singing religious songs and he even hosted for many years Christian programmes on TV. Yet he knew that he'd lost the spark in his life that came from Christ. He knew there was something missing but he could not bring himself to ask the Lord to give it to him back. How sad. Of course, I pray for people like that. And for friends who, right at this very moment, are feeling in a similar way because life has got too much to bear. Friends, please pray for people in your circles of life who are going through times like this. 
They may be members of your own family. Maybe it's even you. Never take your eyes off Jesus. As the old songwriter wrote, take the name of Jesus with you. Precious name, oh how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. Do that and you will always find that you have the elusive peace of heart.
Our little girls, Emily, five, and Bronwyn, three, are just at that age now where they want to try out lots of new things. They love to go to the park. Emily, quite ladylike, sits on the swing and gently rocks back and forth. But little Bronwyn, a bit more of a thrill-seeking tomboy, wants to go higher and higher. And when she's that little bit higher than perhaps Mummy and Daddy are comfortable with, she shouts out, This is brilliant! at the top of her little voice. Well, last week, we took them for the first time to a fun fair. We bought a little bag of tokens and they chose a few rides to go on. We all enjoyed the sensation of slowly going up and down, round and round on the big wheel. They pretended to drive a big purple bus and had a few more little rides, but two rides stood out for me, because they showed me that relationship with real life that I'm talking about tonight. There was the merry-go-round, or the carousel, and they were sat on the horses going round and round and round without ever getting anywhere. And yes, we're back at that analogy that I mentioned at the start of the meeting. Life can seem like a merry-go-round. We used to sing a chorus in Sunday school many years ago to that very effect, in fact. And we often hear once again that expression, don't we? I want to get off! Then there was the runaway train that the girls went on with Sarah while I took some photographs. The ride was quite the gentlest of roller coasters that you could imagine. Nothing like those giant rides at the larger theme parks of which we're so familiar. Some of those look absolutely terrifying. I guess that's the whole point. The singer Ronan Keating wrote and sang a few years ago, Life is a roller coaster. Stop the world! I want to get off! I think that's what I'd be shouting anyway. Does your life ever feel like you're on a roller coaster? Are there times when you just want to get off? I think there are times in all our lives when that's the case. As I said before, some of my friends right now are suffering from ill health. And one or two of them have quite understandably said recently, I've had enough. I've had enough. I remember Sir Paul McCartney expressing the same thing with his group Wings many years ago. I've had enough, he sang. I can't put up with any more. And we all know exactly what he meant. And we can share with him that same feeling. Because there are many times in our lives when we allow things to get on top of us. And then we plead with God to give us a break. Make it stop. Or at least... Calm things down a bit. And now and again, the trials and illnesses might get so bad that our very faith in God is put to the test. That's when we need each other. That's when we need both a human loving arm around the shoulders, just as much as we need the knowledge that God has his arms of love around us. But what if we're not there? What if we're too busy to make that visit? Will we carry that weary soul's wavering faith around with us on our conscience? 
The old song does say, after all, God has no hands but our hands to do his work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead men in the way. He has no tongue but our tongue to tell men how he died. He has no help but our help to bring them to his side. What a challenge those words are for us all. For we know the answer to all the world's problems and we know that they're forever found in Jesus, only in Jesus. He really and truly is the only way to reach God, the only means of salvation. And we know that Jesus can and will bring that peace of heart that we all need. And that wonderful band piece that was composed by Major Leslie Condon, we heard it a few moments ago. It reminds us of that old chorus. I have peace whate'er betide, for my Saviour safe will hide, and to glory he will guide, there to rest for evermore, as long as we take the name of Jesus with us. All that as well as the promise that whatever life may throw at us, there'll be no sorrow. No sorrow at all in his tomorrow. And if you want it, he will give you that peace of heart right now. We're not just talking about when we get to heaven here. We're talking about today. If you need that peace of heart, simply ask him. Do you want the peace that Jesus gives? Do you want the joy he bestows? Well, it's there for the taking, for the asking. Come to Jesus. Give him your trials, your worries, your tiredness, your frustrations, your pains, your illnesses, your doubts and sorrows and everything else. Put your life in his hands and don't say, Stop the world I want to get off. Say, stop the pain and hassle. I want you, Jesus. And that's all it takes. Nothing that any of us will ever have to suffer comes near to the trials of poor old Job in the Old Testament. It's a bit of a forgotten book, to be honest, and its content almost seems to be beyond belief. If it wasn't true, we'd struggle to believe it. Yes, it's one of those stories that we'd say is so bizarre that if you wrote it as a piece of fiction, no one would believe it. Here was a rich man living in a great house with a large family and many flocks of sheep. And then, all on one day, he hears the news that his servants, his sheep and all ten of his children have been killed. Yet despite being filled with the desperate sadness... He finds himself praying to God and praising him for his goodness. I'm not sure that many of us would be riding that roller coaster for a second time around if it happened to us. Yet that was just the start of Job's problems. He then took ill himself so that his whole body became useless covered in sores and boils and giving him a constant unimaginable pain. His friends came and they poured out lengthy pieces of advice that turned out to be no use to him at all. And Job did finally get frustrated and started getting a bit angry with God. I don't think God minds that. 
and Job pondered man's relationship to God. He wondered why God judges people by their actions if God could just as easily alter or forgive their behaviour. He also couldn't understand how a human could ever please a God who remains unseen and whose ways are inscrutable and beyond our human understanding. Job came to realise that humans cannot possibly persuade God with their words or prayers. God's will must be done. How many of us recently have prayed for God to intercede in the current struggles in Ukraine? Or for God to change the heart of the evil man behind it all? Oh yes, we can pray and we can ask. We can beseech and plead and so we should. But God is not like the benevolent sweet shop owner there simply to hand out the goodies whenever we ask. His way is best, we so often sing, and we are, like Job, best to leave it all in his hands. Job wanted, he needed that peace, and that ultimately is what he received. Enough at least that he could maintain his respect and love for God right through his life, no matter what obstacles and trials were placed in his path. I'm reminded of something that my mum used to tell us as children. Nothing can happen to me today that God and I cannot manage together. And I'm absolutely sure that many of you were given that same piece of reassurance as well. And peace of heart, mind and soul is all part of the richness of God's grace given freely to each and every one of us. Let's not also forget the ending of Job's story, for we mostly only remember his losses and tragedies. Oh, it's so easy for us all to focus on the bad times. After Job had confirmed his love for God once more and prayed for the friends who'd failed to comfort him in his time of need, God restored to Job everything he'd lost and more. His health and happiness, more livestock than he'd ever dreamed of, his children, this time ensuring that his three daughters were the best-looking girls in the entire kingdom, don't forget. And then there was money, gold rings and so much more. Because, despite all that the devil had tried to do to tear Job away from his Lord, he remained faithful. He relied on that peace and strength that only God can supply to meet our needs. Last night in our band practice, we warmed up with a few tunes that were close to each other in the tune book. One of them was the tune Marshall, named after its composer, the late bandmaster George Marshall of South Shields. As we played it, I couldn't help thinking that in the old 1950s red tune book that I played from for the first 26 years or so of my life, we only had the verse for that tune. The melody was used to accompany songs such as number 519, Saviour, thy dying love thou gavest me. But in the 1988 songbook, we finally had Ivy Morby's wonderful words from the songster piece to go with the melody. And that meant that we needed the chorus in the tune book too. And so it was. It's number 677 in the current songbook, of course. And as we played the beautiful melody, 
the words of that chorus flowed through my mind, and I felt that peace for myself, so powerfully once again. How we forget the riches that God gives us when times get tough. And so I recited the words of that chorus from memory to the band, along with my closing prayer. Lord, tis thy tender touch now we implore. Day with its toil is done, labour is o'er. Now in the evening, while shadows fall, Grant us thy peace, who give to thee our all. Softly the shadows fall on land and sea. Voices of evening call speaking to Grant that I may come to 
And tonight, Lord, we ask you to help us to trust you. To allow you to lead us where you want us to go and be the people you want us to be. Lead us all individually and, Lord, lead our army in the paths that you want us to tread. Trust God. Amen. Faith in God.